With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour two. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. The phone number 877-973-7425. I'd love to have you on the program. It's an open line Friday. I've got to play this audio for you. This is the U.S. Secretary of Education. This is, I I can't believe, particularly in light of what Terry McAuliffe said uh, in his race against Glenn Youngkin, I cannot believe that the Secretary of Education for the United States has said this. There was civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations um, around what's best for kids. I respect differences of opinion. I don't have too much respect for people that are misbehaving in public and then acting as if they know what's right for kids. He was talking specifically about parents. He said people misbehaving in public, and what he was specifically referencing is parents going to local school boards and reading to them books found in the libraries. They literally, literally, literally are parents reading books in from libraries that's what he's talking about that that's that's his uh beef he doesn't have too much respect for parents misbehaving at school board meetings and those parents are just reading books from local libraries available to kids he criticizes them for acting like they know what's right for kids I want to talk to you in a way that some of you will find off-putting, and I don't mean it. There's a method to my madness, and all I'm going to ask for is a little grace so that I can make the case, uh, make a larger point. So just bear with me here. I'm going to say something, some of you, and your brain may flip a switch. You may want to change the channel. Don't. Just listen to me because there's actually a method of my madness here. I believe the Bible is real. I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. And I believe that I should raise my child in those values so that as they grow old, by God's will, they won't depart the faith. They will live their life according to the values of Scripture. They will believe in the resurrection. They will believe in a morality that is defined within the Ten Commandments and the messages of the New Testament. I believe it's right. I believe it's true. I want them to believe it's right. I want them to believe it's true. And I believe that I should instill in my children those values, those beliefs, those restrictions, those commandments, 
I believe as a parent those things are true, and I want my children to grow and share those values, and I believe I have an obligation as a Christian who takes it seriously that I should be able to raise my children not to be a blank slate, not to be an empty vessel in which the world can pour its values into them, but to be a child in which I raise them to have my values because I believe my values are true. I believe my values are real. I believe there is a heaven and a hell. I don't want my child to go to hell, so I want them to live a certain way. Now, if you've stuck with me, let's move beyond that. What the education secretary is saying is he doesn't have respect for parents like me who act like I know what's in the best interest of my child. That's what he says. These parents who show up at school board meetings who act like, quote, they know what's right for kids. What he is saying is that he and government bureaucrats should decide the values for my children. That I, as a parent, have no right to instill in my children my values. That I must send them to a public school wherein those people should instill in my children the values they want my kids to have. He's making the same religious case I just made, and what he's saying is that his faith beliefs should trump my faith beliefs. Some of you are saying, no, no, he's not instilling faith beliefs, but he is, because it is a by-faith belief that a boy can become a girl, because science shows that's impossible. It is a by-faith belief that a boy can be in a girl's sports team and has no competitive advantage. It's by faith because it's certainly not by reality. It is a by faith belief that your children should learn that the world is at a tipping point and we've got less than 10 years to save it before we destroy ourselves. That is a by faith belief. And those are the beliefs that the public education system of this country is instilling in your children. They're not teaching your kids to read. They're not teaching your kids to write. They're not teaching your kids to do math. They're teaching your kids the freaking gender unicorn. By faith, they're doing these things. He doesn't want me to be able to instill in my children my faith. I believe in a heaven and a hell and a second coming and a resurrection of Christ. I believe that there are things we ought to do because of that. I believe those things. I want my children to believe those things because I do believe there is a heaven. I do believe there is a hell. I do believe there is an eternity, and I want to find my kids not on the right side of history but on the right side of eternity. The Secretary of Education says me thinking that, me wanting to do that, is acting like I know what's right for my kids when in the reality he and the education bureaucracy of America, they are the ones who know what's right for our kids. And the education bureaucracy of America that he thinks knows what is right for our children is turning out children with a literacy rate of 12%. In certain schools in this country, at graduation, there's a 12% literacy rate among public school graduates in certain parts of this country. And he says that's bad, but he has no plan to improve it. You want to know how we improve education tomorrow? <laughs> if I were king for a day, 
we'd close every public school and give the parents the money and say, go find a way to educate your kids. And I guarantee you in the free market, entities would arise to take the money and raise your kids and teach your kids. And they'd learn to read and they'd learn to write. Because if they didn't, the parents would take their money elsewhere. Instead, what's going on is that we have trapped poor kids into a failing school system that has given up on them, that has abandoned teaching them to read and to write, and instead has decided to indoctrinate them into the values of the secular woke left. In public schools across America, this is happening. Here in my state, 16 Republicans from rural South Georgia have blocked school choice. 16 Republicans, not the Democrats, it's 16 Republicans, because the school boards in their counties are the largest employers, and they claim that what's happening is maybe happening in urban areas, but not their areas, so they have no reason to vote for it. They're trapping poor kids in Atlanta in those school systems, and they don't care about them because they're more worried about their local school superintendent coming after them. It is the Republicans in Georgia who are preventing kids from getting a better education, not the Democrats. The Republicans would have the votes. They just need five of these 16 members to vote for school choice. The Metro Atlanta Republicans stood up and said, we want this. The rural Republicans have said, no, we won't give it to you. This is a problem. You have the education secretary for Joe Biden saying he thinks that you as a parent have no right to instill your values in your child, that that's the role of government. You see, I say I believe in a heaven and a hell, and I believe in an eternity, and I believe in the resurrection and the second coming, and I believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe in the errancy of Scripture. The secretary of education is saying he believes in the government. He believes in the second coming of government. He believes in an eternal government. He believes in government and a heaven and a hell, which government will determine whether you get to live in heaven or live in hell by the education they will or will not give you. And he believes in the inerrancy of government. I believe in the inerrancy of God and Scripture. It is a great cultural class divide. They want to be on the right side of history. I want my kids on the right side of eternity. This is a by-faith belief by him, by the Secretary of Education. And the question will be, will Republicans stand up to this? Republicans in Georgia, 16 of them are failing to stand up to this because they're scared of their local public education bureaucracy. Republicans in other states are continuing to expand school choice. This is the civil rights issue of our time. Black kids are not graduating from high school proficient in reading, writing, and arithmetic. They're proficient in learning the gender unicorn. They can go to the local elementary school library and get explicit pornography on the bookshelves. And if parents pointed out, school boards label them enemies of the people of terror as terrorists. They literally asked the FBI to investigate parents showing up at local school boards, reading books that they had checked out of the local educational library that were too explicit. They were fine with your five-year-old getting the book Genderqueer that explicitly instructed elementary school kids on how to have sexual relationships with older people. That's an actual book in actual schools actually in this country, and they're fine with it until parents read from it at the local school board meeting. This is perverse and deranged, and it is a religious view from the left.
people get mad at me for talking about my faith views on this radio program, I would submit to you they're far better than the faith views of people like this education secretary who by faith wants your kid to take faith in a junior unicorn and not actually learn how to read or write or do math. We got to stand up to this. These are the sorts of things we have to fight back on. These are the sorts of things that will decide the future of the world. Whether American kids are learning gender unicorns or learning the alphabet and math compared to China. Because I assure you the Chinese and the Russians are not teaching their children the gender unicorn. I assure you the Chinese and the Russians have rejected the idea that boys can become girls, let alone have boys in girls' bathrooms or play on girls' teams. But the American education establishment is all in on it. The American education establishment is all in on this, which is a religion, the Woko Haram religion where they will destroy your life if you don't go along with them. They're no better than Boko Haram, but Boko Haram actually will kill kids. The education establishment just wants to castrate them. So the question is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I would submit to you that if you're a poor Parent, if you're in my state in Georgia, you should be calling these 16 Republicans and tell them you need a way out. You need school choice. You should. If you're a Republican in any other state, you should be advocating for school choice. And if you're a parent, you could could consider pulling your kids from school and say, well, you, you don't have time. Well, I bet you there are a bunch of other parents who have the same concern and y'all could come up with a good schedule to homeschool your kids together so you're not all missing work. Parents, you're going to have to take this into your own hands. The future depends on you. The future is our children. And the Democrats want them to learn the gender unicorn and think that if you think you know what's right for your kids, you're bad. You are equivalent to being a terrorist, according to the Secretary of Education for Joe Biden. I personally think they're my children. They are not the state's children. They are my children, and I will raise them as I see fit. But what the government has done to poor people in this country is put their kids into failing public schools and told them you're not allowed a way out. And sadly, in my state, it's the Republicans who have agreed with Joe Biden on this and won't give poor families a way out of education failures in this country. When your kids are graduating from public schools with a 12% literacy rate, the government has failed and the government is too prideful to admit it. So they'll go on to teach them woke nonsense instead of actually how to live and get a job. I run a small business. You may not realize this radio show is small business, but I've got employees. I got management headaches, hirings of employees, thankfully no firings. But you got to deal with the management burden sometimes. If you're a small business owner, you probably deal with those headaches as well. And sometimes I've realized it's better to outsource to an HR department so you don't have to be the bad guy. Your employees can like you and you want to deal with an HR department that your employees can like for the most part when they need HR assistance. And you got to think about these things as a small business owner. Let's say somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to. You don't want to have to be the confrontational bad guy. That's where Bambi comes in. Or an employee reports a serious issue like sexual harassment, and you're not even sure if you got a documented policy. Bambi can take care of those things. With Bambi, you get access to a dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, by email, real-time chat, so you can do onboardings and terminations that run smoothly. Your team members help coaching for peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, and they always change 
Y'all, Bambi's dedicated HR managers are U.S.-based individuals who are dedicated to your business. So they seem like they're on your team, not just somebody from a different company, but actually on your team with the personal touches you want. So if you need HR assistance for your growing small business, reach out to Bambi, Bambi Bambi.com. Go right now, type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help the show. It's spelled Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. Start moving your business forward with great, dedicated, team-oriented HR, Bambi.com. Hello there. My loving child brought me coffee. Yay. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Keisha, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, Hi there. Thanks for having me. Sure. Yes. Um, I just had uh, two two issues. Number one was with Georgia, and the, number two was with the Democrats as a whole when it comes mm-hmm. to this education issue. The number one complaint that we always hear is that, oh, oh, if you take money to, to for vouchers, you're taking money away from the public schools. This is specifically for Georgia. Why don't they, uh, as in the Republicans, take the sports betting, take the gambling since they want it so bad, and let's strike a deal and say, okay, you want all of these things to come to Georgia? Well, then let that fund the vouchers that we're going to offer to Georgia students and residents. Mm -hmm. That's number one, because I feel like a deal can be made there. Um, Number two, as far as Democrats as a whole, I told your call screener that I take issue with, you know, just blaming the Republicans for it because – you know, here we have a whole group of people that will march, cry, and fall out all on the street when it comes to a right to abort your kid. But when it's time to educate them, nobody has anything to say about that. So how do we shed light, you know, on the fact that the Democrats are not supporting their constituents and their wishes to, to move their children and to, to take ownership of their own, you know, families and and make a staunch contrast on on a— you know, that's that's such a, whole, a good point, and, and I sure hope Republicans, uh, particularly in, in your state, are listening to you uh, on this issue because I think it moves needles for them, uh, I, and I think it works for them. you got Democrats will fight uh, for the right to abort a child until the moment of birth, and they will not in any way, shape, or form lift a finger to help that child once born get an education. They say Republicans only care about the kids until they're born. They don't care about kids at all. It's a just awful situation in this country when it comes to education, uh, particularly in, in uh, non-white areas of this country, predominantly non-white areas. We are failing those children. We are destining them to generational poverty. And the Democrats complain about the income gap, and they won't let those kids get a good education to get out of poverty. Absolutely insane. Now, I got to tell you before I get out of here about the Eden Pure uh, heater cooler, it's it's the 360. So this thing, it is a heater and it's a cooler. It's, it spins up the air so well, so quiet. I've got one right now. Listen, you can't hear it. It's on full speed. I did this on purpose today. I brought mine from the house because I've been telling you how quiet it is and I've gotten questions. Listen to this. You don't hear the fan, and it is on full speed blowing on my leg. It heats up to a 1,000 square feet. It cools as well. It really works. It really is that quiet. You can't hear it, and it's running right now. It's got 10 fan levels, and I got it on the on the highest level. You're going to want one of these, particularly as it starts to get cooler outside. 
You can get $25 off the lowest price at EdenPureDeals.com. All you do, you put in the discount code ERIC360, E-R-I-C-K-360, and you get free shipping as well. Get over $25 off the lowest price listed. It's the Eden Pure 360. It heats, it cools, it's a great fan, it works. EdenPureDeals.com, ERIC360 is the discount code. Hello there, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I'm I'm happy to have you on the program. You can sort of help set the agenda today because it's Friday. We're a little looser with some of the phone calls. Now, oh, look at this. Wait a second. I'm being invited. There's a, a whiskey festival October 5th. Oh, and it's in Atlanta. I I can't make the one. If those of you, I hope you will. For those of you in my affiliate, uh, WRD in Greenville, South Carolina, there's a bourbon and bacon festival tonight. Go for me because I wanted to be there tonight. Philip and I were going to come over, um, and and now we can't because I got to be on a on a football field with my daughter tonight. Try not to get eaten up by mosquitoes, and and y'all should go for me. But now apparently I'm being told by the. Uh, publisher of Atlanta Magazine, there's a whiskey festival in Atlanta, October 5th. I may have to do that one if I'm in town, but I think I'm out of town. I don't know. All right, I'm going to go to the phones. Les, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Thanks, Eric, for taking my call. And I uh, want to take my hat off to your call screener. He was a tough nut to uh, crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I got a good team around me. Absolutely. He, uh, he challenged me on... Uh, the issue of uh, the school vouchers in Georgia. And uh, I was listening to your segment uh, before the break. And uh, actually, you and I have talked about this before. Um, I live in I live in rural South Georgia, and uh, your complaint was against the uh, South Georgia Republicans blocking the voucher bill. And my point was the bill that was uh, introduced into the House last year doesn't really cure the problem. Because as I remember it, I think it was only $6,000 that would be allocated towards a voucher. Um, the real problem, and I believe you alluded to this, was that the real problem was in the, the uh, Atlanta area specifically, probably Macon, maybe Savannah. Um, and in those areas, $6,000 wouldn't put a dent into a decent private school uh, education annually. And I, I just, I agree with you in spirit that. Uh, we need to get away from uh, failing public schools. I just don't know how we get there with okay. $6,000. So, all right, that's a great point. It is $6,000. Let me explain this to you from my vantage point as, as a parent who send, I send my kids to a very small, uh, not a lot of bells and whistles, uh, Christian classical education school. So Georgia has, and and for those of you outside Georgia, forgive me, I'm, I'm talking specifics in Georgia. So Georgia has something already called the Opportunity Scholarship, um, where you can go online, you and me, and I've done it, um, to uh, Georgia Hope is the website, and you can ask that the state uh, take your the amount of money that you've paid in state taxes and send it to what's called the Opportunity Scholarship Fund. So I will pay a couple thousand dollars in taxes to the state of Georgia, and every penny of that money, instead of going into the State Department of Revenue coffers, is going to go into this Georgia Opportunity Scholarship Fund. Uh, there's a cap on how much can go in. Um, so my school is a part of it. So my private school will be allocated a certain portion of money, and they can provide scholarships 
to poor kids to come to the school, which they do. So we have a a, a minority population that otherwise couldn't afford private school, and they can do it by the Opportunity Scholarship. However, we're limited. So if the school choice program in Georgia were to pass, a parent would get $6,000 Uh, And that is the state money. So every kid in every state has a certain portion of money that follows them school to school from the state. So if you're in if you're in County A, uh, the county is is given six thousand dollars from the state. The county itself allocates six thousand dollars for twelve thousand total. If you then move to County B, well, County A no longer gets that six thousand dollars. County B does. The way the school choice plan works is that the parents will be able to say, I want that $6,000 to go to school A, B, C, or D, regardless of where it is, regardless of where it's public or private. So you're right, that $6,000 will not cover the cost of tuition. However, if the private school participates in the Opportunity Scholarship, that $6,000 that flows with the parent will then be brought together with the Opportunity Scholarship Fund to cover the cost of tuition. And because it's now doesn't have to fund that extra $6,000, that then provides more money for more kids to go to that private school because they're not having to use the 12000 to cover the costs. They're having to use 6000 if that makes sense. It'll expand the availability of the Opportunity Scholarship to subsidize the costs of people moving into private schools. Right, and, and, and I've read up on that, and you make a great point. A uh, couple of other things uh, is so again going back because my frame of reference is uh, rural South Georgia where I live. Yeah, and it, we what, what part of South Georgia are you in, by the way? Vidalia, Georgia. Oh, you're in God's country. Yeah, I love it down there. <laughs> Y'all, okay. Yeah, so, by the way, for for listeners across the country, when, when Les says Vidalia, if you've ever heard of the Vidalia onion, which is God's gift to humanity, it's grown right there. Absolutely, and <laughs> very proud of it. So, uh, but uh, you know, we happen to have a great public school system down here, and we also have a couple of great private schools. Um, and the issue is, for example, uh, the high school where my oldest son goes to um, built a brand new high school a couple of years ago and bonded the debt out. Um, if and you know, uh, public school funding is based on enrollment. Mm-hmm. So the six thousand dollar voucher that, uh, that's being proposed that would send any one of those students to a private school, um, almost dollar for dollar in uh, in our area. So uh, let's say twenty percent of the, the uh, 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 enrollment goes down in our public school system. Well, you know that funding is based, uh, public school funding is based on enrollment. Mm-hmm. So if enrollment goes down, funding goes down. Well, those fixed costs do not go down. The, the bond payment doesn't, doesn't go down. The cost to keep lights on in the school doesn't go down. The only variable cost would be to fire public school teachers. Um, so it, I guess what I'm saying is, I agree with you in spirit of what you're saying is let the market work itself out uh, when it comes to education. But I don't think – I think the $6,000 voucher is just scratching the surface. Yeah, well, I sense. agree with you. Um, but it, let me just make a couple points here. First of all, unless – look, I, I, I genuinely appreciate the conversation. I, I, I do. I'm going to let you go there. But don't forget that uh, Toombs County, where you are – 
and Vidalia built that nice school system with the the e-lost money. So if kids leave the school system, they're still going to be able to cover the bond costs because that's covered by a sales tax. It's not covered by the the education money. So you're, you're not going to be out of that. Now, if you see a lot of kids leave for, for private school using this, this voucher money, well, then, yeah, you, you may have some public school systems that, that aren't good. But this is where the free market comes in. If they improve, if you've got such a great school system, as you say, with great facilities, then you're probably not going to lose a lot of people. But what about a, a separate county? Let's use Wilkinson County. Or no, 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 no. Actually, let's use Darty County. Darty County, Georgia. Albany, Georgia. Where you get a 12%, uh, you get a 12% literacy rate at graduation in some of the schools. There are some great private schools down there, one of which has sprung up that's free of charge for young black men to come to. It's scholarship driven. It takes no public dollars at all. You could have kids using government money. Now, they couldn't go to that one because it refused to take government dollars, but you go to some of the other schools, and that would force the Darty County school system to either improve its schools or they're going to shut down schools. And is it a bad thing to shut down a school with a 12% literacy rate at graduation? I don't think so. So at some point, you got to trust the market and the parents. And, and you can't just say, we must leave parents in this school system because the school might go under. Well, that's a government monopoly. That, that school system is going to take taxpayer funds. And if you allow parents out because they don't think the school system is good, how is it a bad thing to allow the parents to leave a failing school system? And if it is as good as it seems to be, and by the way, it is a good school system in Vidalia, Georgia, you're not going to lose parents. You're not going to lose families. You're not because they're getting a great school system with a great football program, with great extracurricular activities. So you're not. So why not allow the program to begin? Why not allow an initial first step? It's not going to hurt rural Georgia counties where in many of them there are no private schools. It's just public schools, and they're not bad schools. But in the metro Atlanta area, you're going to be helping a tremendous number of people escape from failing public schools. I, I I just don't see, I mean, we can keep coming up with excuses, but if it's not that much money, well, well, then let it out the door. Let the parents decide. And if they got to go to a private school that couples it with the opportunity scholarship to be able to, to bridge it together, not everybody's going to have a way out, but should we force everyone to be locked into a system or allow a way out for those who can? I don't think we should trap everyone into a failing system we should be able to let people out of a system if we can. And again, not everyone's going to be able to get out. Not everyone's going to want to get out. Not everyone can get out. But if we could improve the lives of 100 non-white kids in inner city Atlanta who can get out of the cycle of poverty because they get a great education, they learn to read, they learn to write, they learn great math skills, they get a good job, they elevate their kids out of society, that's 100 kids we've helped today. But it's probably 500 kids we've helped a generation from now. It's probably more than 1,000 kids a generation after that. We've broken a cycle of poverty by allowing these poor families who could, who are able, who are willing to get out of that public school system that's failing them into a private school system that gives their children the education the parents themselves did not have. Those children are no longer on the government rolls. So while you're spending $6,000, you're saving a lot of money over the long term by getting these kids off government assistance programs and getting them into uh, the private sector jobs where they become productive taxpayers that they're otherwise not going to be. 
allowing as many kids out of a failing school system as we can, I think is the civil rights issue of our day. And it's the one on which Republicans are on the right side of history, to use the Democrats' phraseology. And if you're worried about the school system in Vidalia or Toombs County or Wilkinson County or any other rural county in Georgia, as long as your school system is good, you don't have anything to worry about. You may lose at the margins kids whose parents want them in a religious school and otherwise couldn't afford it, but you're not going to lose a bunch of kids. So why stand in the way of the people who want to get out of the public school system? Why stop the parents from inner city Atlanta? Because the problem here is that it's 16 rural legislators in Georgia who are blocking this money. And those 16 white Republican men are blocking tens of thousands of families from even having the opportunity to improve their children's education, to then take those children out of a cycle of poverty, to then put those children into the workforce with good paying jobs, to then improve the entire state of Georgia. 16 white Republican men from rural Georgia are standing in the way of so many parents being able to give their children the education the parents themselves did not have. And that's an awful thing in my mind. All we need are five of them to change their minds. All we need are five. And if their school system is as good as they say, it's not going to affect their school system. It's going to affect the failing schools. And you should want to affect the failing schools to bring competition to those schools and force those schools to raise their standards. Competition works. The free market works. All this does is it provides a way out and provides a way of competing to improve the school systems. Every Republican should support that in every state in this nation. Speaking of free market and competition, this is why I love Stamps.com. It provides such good experience. It's forced other companies to step up their game when it comes to customer service and when it comes to shipping. You can save over 80% off in a lot of cases, uh, 84% off uh, post office and UPS rates. Automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options. Get access to the post office UPS services from your computer or your mobile device anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. When you're running low on supplies, you just reorder from stamps.com. It's so good and easy. I've been a longtime customer. It's so great to bring on advertisers that I actually know and love and have used for so long, and they're one of them. Uh, I've got a little thermal printer in my office by Wi-Fi. I send gifts to people, particularly as new stations come online, send the affiliates gifts, and I can print with this laser printer. I go on stamps.com, print this label. Uh, I've got the digital scale. I bought the digital scale. I didn't get the free one. I, I was already a customer, bought the scale. And uh, I, I can ship. I can I can arrange to pick up in my office, uh, or I can just go drop it off at UPS or the post office without a line. It's so easy to do. You got holidays coming. You want to take advantage of it? Sign up today. All you do, stamps.com, click on the microphone, put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You get a four-week trial, free postage, and you get the free digital scale that I actually bought. You get it for free. No long-term commitment, no contract. You go to stamps.com. You click on the microphone. You put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Get started today. Y'all, let me just bring this home for you real real quick. You've got packages, let's say for Christmas. You're, you're boxing up packages to send to relatives. You literally can print the label, stick it on the box, do it all from home, and never have to go stand in a line. That's so convenient for this holiday season. Stamps.com. Click the microphone. Put in Eric. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. This just in 
oh my gosh, you know how we, when you, you pull up a website and then all of a sudden it refreshes itself and everything goes away that Chad, <laughs> that just happened to me live on the radio, no less. That's okay. I can find it real quick. This just in, it actually is rather important. Uh, Democratic Congressman Dean Phillips is the first Democrat to come out and say that uh, Bob Menendez needs to go. Just first on the Menendez news, there's obviously very serious allegations against the Democratic senator. Do you believe that he should resign from the Senate? Well, first of all, everybody's innocent until proven guilty, thank goodness, still in our country. But I'm appalled. Uh, anybody who pays attention, I don't care your politics, Democrat or Republican, you should be appalled. Uh, a member of Congress who appears to have broken the law uh, is someone who I believe should resign. I think George Santos should have resigned already. Uh, sadly, our House ethics uh, process, and I would argue the Senate as well, is not as proficient as it needs to be. So we have to rely on the judicial system. But I'm really disappointed. And, uh, and I have to say, in comparison to the President of the United States, uh, of which there is no evidence whatsoever he's broken the law and yet is being subject to an impeachment inquiry, there is evidence here. And yes, I'm a Democrat, so is Senator Menendez. But based on what I've seen, uh, I'm disappointed. Yes, I think he should resign. There you go. Uh, he should resign. You know, by the way, speaking of all the impeachment stuff, I was right, and we didn't save this, and I'm disappointed in myself that, that we didn't save this file. But I told y'all this was going to happen. Uh, Representative Norman, uh, Ralph Norman, good guy, by the way, great, great, great member of Congress, but um, doesn't want a government shutdown. You know why? Uh, Maria, the whole issue boils around spending, and we should have had these spending bills done back in June and July. The September yeah. 30th date has never changed. That's not a figment of our imagination. So it's about spending, and with the lawlessness of this Biden administration, it's going to take dollars directed to it that right now we don't have. And involve, I didn't want to do single, bring up the bills by themselves without a top line spending number. That's what we needed. And uh, I'm on the Rules Committee. We're up in in Washington now. We'll be here today and tomorrow. And, and the government will shut down and we won't be able to do impeachment. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.